This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, Ops Insiders, we are back with episode number nine, titled How to Find the Right Project Management Tool. And I have a gift for you today. We are going to be talking to Kadri Cunningham, and she's a certified director of operations and the founder of Simplified Ops Collective. So I asked her to join me today because we, both being right-hand people and director of operations, help other people understand and find the right tool for them when it comes to project management. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, some of these terms and titles and brands may be familiar to you, but we're going to be talking about project management tools today. And some examples are Trello, Asana, ClickUp, Teamwork, Monday, and Basecamp. There are so many others. If you just do a search for project management tools or software, literally, I found lists of like 50s and I have not heard of many of the other ones outside of this, but these are the ones that we are commonly seeing in the industry that we are in, which is online business management. So I want to go ahead and dive into this topic because it's a good one and it's one that we experience on a regular basis. So we each, both her and I and, and all the other director of operations, we each have our preferred project management tool. But as operators in people's businesses, we know that there's a thought process that goes into matching the tool to the leader of that business. So we're going to walk through some of our thought process today so that if you don't have a director of operations and you are being that you are playing that role for your business, these will help you to figure out which is the most appropriate tool for you. And as we're discussing that, I'm going to ask that you ask yourself these questions so that you can do the work for yourself and figure out that tool. So before we get started today and we dive into this topic, Kadri, would you give us a background on your business and kind of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Natalie, thank you so much for having me here today. I am so excited. So one of project management is a huge part of what we do, like you said. And so I am the owner of Simplified Ops Collective. I'm a certified director of operations, of course, under Natalie. I do team management and business management for small virtual CEOs and agencies. I work with solopreneurs who are rapidly growing their business and realize that they need systems in place to actually scale their business. And part of that actually is finding a project management tool to get things in order, to make sure their workflows are running smoothly, and they can onboard team members to come in and actually see what is going on in the business and get tasks accomplished. So not only that, on the other side, I work with other entrepreneurs who already have a team in place and may actually have a project management system already that they're working through and are looking for somebody to kind of come in and manage the day-to-day pieces um, and kind of make sure that they're focusing on doing the things that they love and they enjoy, which most of the time ends up being they're creating their projects and creating new services and focusing on their clients. Um, And so the first one normally leads into the second one as business owners grow and kind of need that extra support in their business. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Kadri. It was such an honor for you to join me in, I believe it was a second round of the Director of Operations Certification, but I remember having followed you for a while, you know, the Facebook is not that big. And so you would see the same people. And I have gotten to know Kadri really well. And I love the way that you had described your business as really flowing from people coming into our business or your business and starting in one way. And then we are able to exercise kind of our zone of genius and bring people to that second service or second role that you described, which is really being able to, after you've built the team to support the team. And so that is definitely in the scope of what a director of operation does. But getting back to that first part, when someone comes to us and doesn't have a lot of systems in place, or maybe they're a new business owner and they don't have to just be new when they need a project manager, system. It just could be they have reached the point in their business where they are needing just more structure. They're feeling a little bit out of control, if you will, or completely overwhelmed, which is a feeling that we help with every single day. So I think that you are the exact person to talk about which tool is right because you ask a lot of great questions. And I saw that and I wanted to create an entire podcast episode on it. So let's get to work. As you know, when we join a business or even do a strategy call, Kadri, we like to gather critical information. And some of that critical information is our mission, vision, and values, our strategic goals. And for those of you guys that are listening, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to episode three, four, and five, and you will learn all about these things. But that's the information that people like Kadri and I are going to be pulling from people. So we want mission, vision, and values, strategic goals, who's on their teams and what tools that they're using. And as the second person in command, we're going to be doing a lot of project management. Just like Kadri explained as to what she does in businesses is to understand what needs to get done and to break those big projects down into tasks. And so we will want to use a tool that's going to track that for us and also to identify the people who are going to be doing that if we have any gaps and to, to be able to assess how long things are going to take etc. So there's a ton of great value in having these systems, but a lot of times people don't know exactly what they need. So I will say, if you're thinking, oh, I don't really need a tool, or maybe I need a tool, what tool is for me? This is the perfect episode for you. Because any of these tools, it's not going to matter which tool you choose. They're all going to give you accountability, oversight of the tasks that you need to get done, and then show you the accomplishments in business. So I'll repeat that. A project management tool will help to create accountability for yourself oversight of your projects and tasks and show you the accomplishments that you have had in your business. These are really key ingredients for tracking this tracking to the success and the vision that you have for yourself. And that's why director of operations, online business managers, virtual assistants, all of us, anyone in a support role is going to be really adamant that we use a tool we don't care which tool you use. We just want to make sure that you do have a tool. So I'm going to dive into this conversation with Kadri and we are going to get started in helping you understand which one to use. When I come into these businesses to get started, I'm going to ask a few questions of the leader and I'm going to ask them which project management tool they use today and are they really using it? And that's not meant to be a zinger. The reality is a lot of people will use a tool that's just already in existence or one that they're not really attached to. I'm also going to ask them who upkeeps the information in the tool and then why do you use it? 
Is there a reason? Do you love it? Is it just a legacy tool? Like somebody set this up in your business a long time ago and you've just continued to use it because it's easy and it's not broken. And none of these are right or wrong answers. I, as their chief strategist, really want to understand why they're using these tools and what makes them really like it and value it. So I will ask these questions because oftentimes they're really using the tool because somebody else got them started in it. Just like us, when we come into businesses, if they don't have a preference, both Kadri and I have two different opinions, but we have a tool that we're going to have people use. So they may be using what I call a legacy tool. I may have come into their business and as I've left their business, they've continued to use Trello because that's the tool that I set them up with. But they may not be really connected to that tool. So I will say this several times throughout this podcast, but the best project management tool is the tool that's actually used. If they're using Trello just because I told them to use Trello and now it's ineffective for them and they're not upkeeping it, it's an ineffective project management tool. So that is absolutely opposite of what we are going to be working through today. We want you, we want to help you to figure out the tool that's going to make the most sense for them. So why are tools important? Tools are going to be important for tracking deadlines, for making sure that you're connecting your daily actions to that vision that we talked about in episode number four. So I, that is our biggest goal as being a strategic counterpart in people's businesses as a director of operations. And if you don't have a DOO in your business, you still want to make this happen. You're just going to be responsible for doing that yourself. And so by having a tool, you're going to help connect your vision to the daily responsibilities and tasks that need to get done. And I particularly care if they own it or if they have a support staff who own the tool. So the question I'm asking here is who's really doing the work of the tool? Who is taking that big project? Like, let's just say we're going to create an event. We're having a retreat or a get together. Who's going to actually be itemizing and responsible for understanding what tasks make up that big project. In that case, we're talking about hosting an event. So who's going to be owning it? And I do care at this point because it's one thing just to put out into the world, hey, I'm going to have an event. And everyone knows we can't just toss that out into the world and it magically happened. The person who owns the tool, who upkeeps the tool, is going to be responsible for making sure that we're purposeful in getting done and accomplishing the task that makes sense at the right time. There is no sense in figuring out what's going to go into the swag bag before understanding where we are going to have the event, what the event is going to cost, how we're going to sell it. So this will help to keep all of us apprised of what's going on, all of the steps, understanding key important deadlines, and who owns every single task. So in this case, if the person, the, the leader of the company is not the person that's going to be owning it, then I would defer to your right-hand person, whoever that is. I mean, they're going to be the person in the tool. So they're going to be the one that I want to have a big say in which tool it's going to be. Now, if you are the CEO, the DOO, the project manager, the CMO of your business right now, which is where many of us are in business, then you're going to be the person upkeeping that tool. So I want it to be the right tool for you. Kadri, do you feel the same way? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that came up as you were talking too is very much the making sure that finding the right project management tool becomes something that you really get down these questions that we're going to go over. Because I find a lot of business owners, 
when something's not working well for them, they tend to jump to a new tool because it's new and shiny and everybody's doing it. So then they get into this new tool. And then depending on how detail-oriented that business owner is, they may go in and start setting up this whole new tool, but they didn't really actually identify these questions that we're going to go over and know if the system actually works for them. And then they realize a couple of weeks later that they're not actually working towards what they thought they were going to be doing. They're not checking it anymore. And they're not really understanding why it's not working for them because everybody else says that it's working for them. And so it's very much of, is there an actual problem with the project management tool you're you're using currently and you could move into this one because maybe it does have a better thing to it that you need? Or is it just, this isn't really working for me right now, so we're going to kind of hop around a little bit. And I think that's really important to kind of identify before you start looking for something new is, can this one do a little bit more that I need or can I tweak it a little bit or should I jump to another one? Absolutely. I find so often, and I know you do too, that it's kind of like that planner. When the kids go back to school or the beginning of the year, we get really excited to get a physical planner. At least I do. I may be (laughs) highlighting my nerdiness here, but I love to write. And so I like to journal. I like penmanship. Like That's something that I just have always liked. So I like having physical planners. But by March, that thing doesn't hang around in my purse like it used to. It doesn't go with me to different places. So perfect example of a tool just not working for me. I like the idea of it. So for that reason, I quit buying dated planners. (laughs) I only buy planners and really I'm just using journals now because it just, it became just a, a waste. It became an ineffective tool for me. So this happens a lot of times when we, when you don't, when business owners and business leaders don't ask themselves the questions and understand what their criteria for having a good tool is. So they'll, they'll, they'll go with the tool that's popular and it becomes ineffective. And that's what we're going to help you to steer clear away from today. Yeah. It's so funny that you said the planner, because I'm such a paper planner type of person too. And I mean, I found planner piece at one point, you know, where it worked and then I started doing digital. And so I moved everything into digital. And now that I don't buy planners anymore, paper planners, because it's just it's ineffective for what we act, what I actually need. And so it's funny that you said that because I'm exactly the same way. Yes. And you know, when I was going to corporate and going into work every day, I carried a briefcase with me every day. So it was easy to kind of have for my planner to have a home. And today I'm in a virtual workspace, right? I'm either in my house or at a, you know, at a coffee shop or in a co-working space. And I don't carry things around my house, right? So that planner, I actually don't even really carry a purse. I carry a wallet, like a very small wallet that has everything in it. So it, it's just, it, things are changing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I want us to go over some of the questions and I would love for you to kick us off, Kadri, in asking what are the questions that you're going to ask when you come in to helping someone figure out which tool to, which project management tool to use? So the first thing I normally identify is what are you using right now? And is it actually working for you? Do you feel that you're checking it every single day? Once we've kind of established if it's not, you know, it's not working, there's things missing, it's kind of digging deeper into well, what's missing? What are the features that you actually are looking for that maybe this one is lacking? Or what are you finding complicated with your system right now that is making you dread going into it and actually doing it? Does it feel overwhelming? Does it, are things kind of getting a little bit messy where, you know, maybe you're stuck into subtasks and things can't be found? Once we kind of identify the features that you actually want and are lacking in what you have, kind of move towards are you a to-do list type of person or are you more of a type of person where you love sticky notes and 
you like to see a visual, you know, thing, you like pictures and being able to move things really easily and like see it Monday through Friday of being able to move things around. And that really becomes, are you, you know, you just like to work through a to-do list and check it off because that's, it makes you satisfied to check things off versus being able to actually see everything in one big view without getting stuck in all the details. So I think those are some of the first questions because once you find out if you're a to-do list person or a board person, that narrows down a lot of project management systems right there because a lot of them are a little bit different. And some project management, you can change. You know, you can go from list view to board view, which I think is really satisfying for a lot of people. And especially for those with teams. We'll talk about teams later on in this interview, but I love where you're going with the to-do list and the post-it note or the sticky note kind of thinker. And I look at those as the to-do list as being a linear thinker. And so this is going to be for more of a logical thinker. So um, when I think of logical personalities and logical careers, I think of someone like an engineer and I'm picking on it because my husband is an engineer and he's definitely a linear thinker. I think of a visual, like think about an artist. They're probably going to want, they're going to get better feedback and be more attached to something that's very visual and beautiful. So I I don't think either of these are right or wrong. It's just the way that we are. And it's kind of like being an introvert and an extrovert. None of us are 100% and 0%. We have each of those in us. And that's the same thing with linear and visual. So this is just a great question to kind of start with because it really... There's, you're not going to be 100% one and zero of the other, but you probably lean one direction. And something I, if you're asking yourself like, man, which one am I? I will give you a little tip and a little trick that I use. If I'm working with someone and they can't answer that question, I ask them. So let's say you're going to plan a family reunion or your daughter's birthday party. How do you go about planning and mapping this out for yourself? Are you someone who goes straight to a whiteboard and does this by a timeline? Are you someone who gets out a piece of paper and creates checkboxes on the left side of the paper with all the tasks, you know, one through 10? Are you a numbered person or are you going to pull out a yellow sticky note for this, an orange one for this, a pink one for this? What does it look like for you? And that will really help you to understand. A linear thinker is going to be that person that gets the numbered list going that says, on Monday, I need to do this. On Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, I need to do this. Or are you going to be more of a visual person who's going to maybe be triggered and I will say more attracted to something that has a color-coded list or, or colored categories, if you will, because that, that really does help you to know that you're going to be more in that visual creative side and maybe more of a sticky note user or a sticky note. You're going to find the tool that has something that an interface that looks like that. And for this right now, I am finding that tools are really going to bridge both of those types of personalities. So obviously they're all businesses and brands and they're wanting people to be attracted to them. So I'm seeing lots of hybrids come up. And once upon a time, I would lead everyone to Trello that was visual or Asana or teamwork. We're going to be more appropriate for someone who liked a linear or a real traditional to-do list. But I, like I said, I'm really finding that we're seeing more hybrids and both Asana and Teamwork have both come out with the ability to have 
a list or a board view. And when I say board view, that's looking more at that Kanban style where you can move a, a task from one column to the next very easily, which we call a board style, which is very similar to a Trello. So I, I think that we're going to continue to see that because the more users they can get, the more funding they can get. And obviously they're in business too. So I, I really like the hybrid approach and it also makes it really helpful for teams who are, you know, the leader may think in a to-do list, but the team may have a lot of visual and creative thinkers on there. So I like having that hybrid approach. What other questions do you have for people, Kadri? So the next thing I would ask is, how do they like to view, do they like a calendar? Because a lot of project management systems actually surprisingly don't come with the calendar that you can actually review all of your to-dos. So even if you're a to-do list person, which I am very much a to-do list person, I still like being able to pull up a calendar with all of those items on there so that I can see on Monday, oh my gosh, I have this many tasks, there's absolutely no way with this schedule that I'm going to be able to get these done. I need to move it over to Wednesday and be able to drag and drop from the calendar and actually move it over. And that may not be important to some people if they just want to just have a place that they can go and just see, okay, these are kind of the to-do lists that I have to do. But a lot of people, you know, if you need a calendar, that's very important to be able to see and not only be able to see it in the project management tool, but if you use Google Calendar or some other type of calendar, can you take it a link to it and import it to your Google Calendar so that it is syncing up? Because if you're a person who doesn't like to jump in a bunch of tools and can't go to your Google Calendar for personal matters and then make sure that you remember to go into your project management tool to see all of those things, you want to make sure that they sync up together. I agree. Um, let me interject something real quick. The, the calendar view is such an important tool for a visionary thinker or for a CEO who's overseeing lots of people. Because I am hearing from my clients, and I, I know I like this in my own business, but I like to see what needs to be done, what the, go you know, what the goals are and what the actions are for the week. And if I'm looking at what my team's workload is, I may say, you know what, that's really not important. But if I don't have one place to go to see all the activities that are happening, then I may miss it and their work, you know, they may feel like they have a lot to do this week when as the leader of the business, I may not really feel like all of that's really necessary. It may have just been an arbitrary date that I had set up. So I am seeing the need for a calendar function. You know, that's just my take, but just like you said, and if you go back to episode number eight, where I talk about productivity tools, if you have created an ideal week for yourself and you're doing any kind of time blocking, then you will, just like Kate mentioned, you can sync this up to a Google calendar or to iCal or whatever calendar tool you're using and be able to see, okay, if I've only allotted myself three hours for marketing activities this week, and all of a sudden I've got seven hours worth of work, I know that something needs to move. I either need to adjust my priorities or I need to figure out a, a different way, outsource this or postpone these activities. So asking and knowing, do you need a calendar? How do you manage your time? If a calendar is what your is your main tool and you're using it all inside of let's just say Google Calendar, then this is a really, really big question that can change because just pointing out some of the flaws, if you will, I love Trello, but I have different boards for different projects and they don't have what I'm going to call an aggregated calendar view. So I can't see every task on all, let's just say I've got 10 boards, which I really have like 30, but if let's just go with 30. Let's go straight honesty here. But 
I'm not seeing one place where I can see everything that's going to happen across all 30 of those boards right now. So if a calendar is really, really important to me, and that's my number one, or that's one of the really high priorities that I need to move to a different tool. And I know Asana is a great tool. I also know ClickUp has the functionality to be able to see all of the different projects and tasks that span across all of the projects that we have set up. So I just wanted to add that there. What's another question, Kadri? So it's also how, do you like things very simple or is it something that you need a tool that does a lot more? And a lot of that comes into what type of industry are you in? Are you, do you need something that's very specific towards you that has a lot more information that you can pass off in your project management tool? Or are you just looking for something simple that keeps you accountable? And that also comes with, just researching specific project management tools that go with your industry. So I worked with someone who did homeschooling and she had a lot of people who the teacher needed a place to be able to come into the project management tool, but also be able to manage their students that went with it. A lot of regular project management tools don't have such a wide variety of stuff that she needed for her business. So our first step was to start researching homeschool industry project management tools, then pinpointing what are the things that she actually needs, what project management tools have a bunch of things that she doesn't actually need that's not worth the price to her because she's not going to use them, and then kind of go from there. Now, a lot of people may only need just a very simple tool that just kind of keeps them accountable, has the, the calendar. And that's where it really comes down to making sure that you understand what type of features that you need and what's just a want to have versus I need to have this in order to be productive. Um, another thing is, you know, with the syncing tools, what document storing system are you using? Do you need to be able to easily be able to click over to those those documents as you're going through? Like what kind of, what do you, which kind of? So for example, I always, for my clients and for myself, all of my processes are actually kept in Google Docs. On my Google Drive, it has everything stored in there. However, because me and the team is, are always in Asana, the project management tool that I use, it's hard to kind of, I don't like to jump around a lot because then things start to be like, well, what folder is this in? Where's this at? I can't remember exactly. There's so many things that are happening in Google uh, Drive. Where's it at? Within Asana, you can have all of the document titles. So all of my SOPs are actually listed out. And then within that task, you can just click and it takes you directly to the Google Doc. And that saves so much time because you have one project that says standard operating procedures. You know that this is where they're all at. You click into it. Asana allows you to search for anything that you need and you can click over to it very quickly. It also gives, you can just put any type of information. So even if you're doing social media management, have your images, where are your images kept? Put some inspiration in there and be able to link to those types of documents so that when somebody comes in, they can easily find those tools without you wondering, do they have access to this? Did I remember to share this document with this person? Are they actually going to be able to find it? Because I find that sometimes people, they don't realize that sometimes things with their organization kind of get hidden into inside folders upon folders upon folders. And they don't realize that people who are coming in, a VA or a team member come in, and they actually can't find that hidden folder. So if you actually keep it in your project management system in a very easy to see spot, it's easy for them to click over. And that may be a little bit too complicated when people first start off, but as you kind of use your project management system more, you find that that is kind of like your home base to everything in your business. 
Absolutely. You definitely want a hub. And we talked about that in episode number eight of creating that business hub for yourself. And that business hub should be in the tool, the project management tool that makes the most sense for you. I I love the ability. Trello also has the ability. I know Teamwork does. I know ClickUp does to integrate with Dropbox, Google Documents. And those are so important. Just like Kadri said, I'm big into minimizing the context switching that can easily happen. And when I say context switching, I say, I'm working on this. All of a sudden, I'm going to, my, my goal is to find the, is to update a process on, let's just say how I post a blog post. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to go up there and alter the way that I have documented this. So all of a sudden I go into Google documents and I'm trying to find that document. All of a sudden an email comes in and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to respond to this person. And then I'm in my email and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to invoice this other person. Well, guess what? I originally had started by looking for that process. So you eliminate distractions by keeping everything in that project management system. So making sure that it syncs with the tool of your choice is really, really... And when I say tool, I mean that document tool, that document storage tool, which for the majority of the people that I run into, we're really looking at Dropbox or Google Calendar. Could be some other ancillary tools, but getting back into that niche comment that you had cre- that you had asked, which is super smart... What I am seeing is some of the tools that are created for these specific niches. And you gave that homeschooling example. I have an example from the interior design space. So I was supporting an an interior designer and I had no idea that there would be a specific project management tool for them. But a lot of times they are integrating like a, a client management system. So to be able to keep track of all your client communications and all of that, into a project management tool. So everything has one space and part of it is customer facing and part of it is team facing. So I definitely found that it was much better as a better experience. It was going to be a more tolerant tool for the CEO, the person I was working with, if we went into something that was specific for that industry. If I would have put her into something like Trello, Asana, Teamwork, ClickUp, we could have made it work. We are really, I mean, you and I are systems people. We could easily have made it work, but it was so much more beneficial to go into a tool that was built for that industry. So the tools that we're talking about today are really, they are not for a niche. They are really kind of general tools that we can make custom for ourselves. And we find workarounds all the time to do that. And it's perfectly fine to do that. But if you have a specific, I know that attorneys also have a specific tool for them. So look in your industry. If you have a specific tool that's customized for that industry, it may be really beneficial to go there. One other thing that you had touched on, Kadri, is what is the tolerance to technology? Like, is this someone who doesn't want to have a ton of places to look? Is this someone who doesn't really like tech? Like they're just, maybe they're a little bit older. I'm thinking of my mom who runs a boutique who has been really resistant to kind of coming up to speed in the digital age or stage. She would not do well with having a ton of different tools. So I would really want to create something that has everything in one, as much in one as I possibly could, because she's not going to go poking around and it would be overwhelming. And it wouldn't be a tool that she would stick with if I put her in several different systems. So that's something else I wanted to to pick up here. So a few other things I will ask people is, do you use a lot of processes and workflows? Since I tend to work with a lot of people that have online businesses, there's a lot of workflows that we're doing. And we may not have a lot of workflows, but it may be like the 
a really, really important part of our business. So I will pick on my business. Um, I put out a podcast and a blog post and an email every single week. That's a lot of content. So, and then I'm only producing the front end of that content. And I have a team that is producing it and putting it out and publishing it. So it is important for me to have a workflow documented. So everybody knows where we are in that process because my business is built off of those things. That's my that's my content engine, then it, it does dictate how, which tool I am using, because I need to make sure that for me, that this, I like to use a very visual tool so I can see where we are in that stage. If you're a checklist person, then you're going to want to put this, I think of these like vertical or horizontal and I'm, I'm, uh, we're on Zoom recording this, so she's looking at me, but I think of workflows going from left to right or horizontal. And I think of a vertical, view, obviously a vertical view being top to bottom, and that's more of your to-do list person. So how do you like to see that work is getting done? And that's what I'm talking about when, it, when I ask about workflows and processes. How do you like that? To, how do you like to see that? Is it north and south or east and west? I think it's also really important to remember is how many of those workflows and processes are reoccurring because I find that some project management systems actually don't allow you to have reoccurring tasks, which is becomes really important if you're doing a lot of things repeatable, especially for with your team on there, keeping them accountable so things are not being missed and having to remember constantly to re-put that workflow in and having to redo it, having it knowing that it's recurring. It's going to pop up on your calendar every week. You That takes one more step out of your out of what you're doing because it's off your plate now to know that it's going to come up again. Yes. That leads perfectly into this next piece that I always ask, or I don't know if I can necessarily ask this because I don't know if a business owner who's new to this or just doesn't naturally think like this would have the answer to, but do you need a tool that's going to be automated? So I, I love automations. I'm a project manager. And to make my job easier, I like to kind of have like an if then, if you're a coder at all, or a, and, and to make this seem a little less nerdy and less complicated, I would, here's what I'm talking about when I talk about automations. So if Kadri checks this off, I, it will automatically move to the next task in the list. So that's what I would call, that is an automation. And do you need those? Or do you have somebody that's on your team that is going to be paying attention to that every single day or maybe multiple times a day? And that's perfectly fine if that's how your business runs. If you have an an admin assistant, that may be a task that they do every single day or several times a day. I am trying to run a pretty lean business. And so I love leveraging automations. And these are usually run through extensions. So I use Trello and there is an extension that Trello has recently purchased, but it's called Butler. And that is the number one reason that I stay with Trello. Because like I mentioned earlier, I really like that calendar view and I don't get that with Trello. But what I want most is automations because otherwise I'm going to be tethered to that project management tool in a different way. Or I need to have somebody or me be that person that goes in several times a day to keep up with all the things that need to get done or need to move on. So if Abby writes a post for me, how am I going to let Esther know that it's time to publish it or put it in WordPress or create graphics? And if I don't have that automation happening, then someone's going to have to go in there and manually trigger that 
or be notified. So that's what I mean by automations. And I know that's a little bit deep and not everybody needs that, but as a project manager, and if you've got multiple people in your team executing one process, I do think an automation is a nice thing to have. There are tools like Zapier and specific extensions that can work inside. And I actually, I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but I think Unito, U-N-I-T-O is actually an extension that helps out Asana with automation. So not hundred percent sure there because I haven't deep dived into that, but if automations are something that you want, I would look for a tool that has those built into them. And Butler is that for Trello, which is why I've continued to use them. The last thing that I can point out here is cost. So what kind of business, where does your budget look like for systems and tools? And some of these are free and some of them to be able to perform really specific functions, they are more complex and they're going to have more of an infrastructure built into them, which leads them to be a little bit more expensive or at least have a price tag at all. So I just want you to be cognizant before you get attached to a tool that some of these will have a price tag with them. Actually, almost all of them do today, Um, but they do have a free version. It's going to be a light version and maybe that light version is enough for you. So before you, I want you to, as you're listening to this, create the answers to the questions that Kadri and I are asking. And once you come up with them, look at the variety of the tools that are out there and don't forget to look at the pricing structure. I know Trello recently just changed theirs and to have teams, it charges me. So for one board to put Esther, which is my right hand on this tool, I ended up paying, I believe it was $300 for an annual subscription for her to be on that board. So yes, it can get very expensive very quickly. And cost is always something that I would love to avoid being a business owner. (laughs) Right, Kadri? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to go into some of the questions for those of us who have teams? Give us some some questions that that you would ask from a team perspective. So if you actually are getting ready to hire a team or already are managing multiple people, that becomes really important about what type of things do you need in your project management tool? How many people do you actually need to communicate with? Do you need um, an easy communication tool within the project management tool? Or if you're using something like Slack, does it integrate with your project management tool for easy passing off the task? as well as do you need to be able to track time with that within your tool? A lot of people have separate tools to track time with their team. However, sometimes it's really nice to be able to have a task in there and be able to just click, you know, start and it just starts that task. And when you go to check it off because you're finished, you just stop the timer. And I think that becomes really a good use of the project management tool. It's also really important, how much are you actually doing in the tool together? Do things, like you said, need dependencies? Do you need to be, are you working on a lot of projects where there's a lot of working pieces going through and you need to be able to see this project on this board, but you also need to see it on the other board, but they're still connected, but it's kind of where's their to-do list versus where the actual project is. And so it's just kind of thinking about how much are you working within your team Versus just if you're just a solopreneur and you only need very something very simple and you're really only focusing on yourself right now. Right. I do believe that if you are the person that is the thinker and the doer in your business, that you really should have a simple tool. You don't need something really expensive, really heavy, really weighty. Now you still might may want some of the features that we've talked about today with a calendar, maybe the automations, but the leaner the team, the leaner the tool 
and the less expensive it's going to be. I do think that the tracking time, I'm so glad you brought that up because I know that Harvest is one of those tools and Toggle, they each have extensions that are both in Trello and Asana. And I keep going back to those because those are really the two biggest tools that I'm seeing on the market and being used in the marketplace today. Definitely from the director of operations that are coming through my certification those are the two primary tools that I'm seeing. I am seeing ClickUp and Teamwork come up more and more often. I do find that those are a little bit more complex tools. So depending on the size of the team that you have, you may want a heftier tool to be able to do everything that you have. So spoiler alert, if the business has a small team or no team or the owner doesn't care and they're working with me, I'm going to default them into Trello, which you probably picked up over this podcast. And the reason being is I've used it for several years and I'm also super comfortable with it. Just kind of behind the scenes, I am interested in teamwork and here's why. I'm interested in teamwork because of the messaging capability that Kadri mentioned earlier. That ability to have both messaging and task management in one place could be really helpful for me because right now messaging for me and my business comes through email. It could come through Facebook messenger, which is a terrible way to keep track (laughs) PS. And another, the most common way is I'm absolutely addicted to Voxer. And so that is the way that I'm really messaging. But if I could do that and keep that all in one tool, you better bet your bottom dollar that productivity would go up and execution would be more streamlined. So I really like the idea of moving to teamwork for that reason. And the other piece is it has a CRM, a client relationship management tool all in one. Now I use Dubsado for the CRM right now. If you have no idea what Dubsado is, we'll talk about that in a later episode, but that's the way that when I get leads or when people are interested in working with me, that is the tool or the software that I use. That's really tracking that all that communication. So right now I've got separate tools doing this and it's really from a cost effectiveness perspective because teamwork is a heftier price, but it does more. So if I consolidated everything into teamwork, it may actually be around the same price, but I'm a systems person. I'm a creature of habit at the same time. And I'm not a tool hopper. I have had these tools for a really long time. I'm resistant to change them because I know that there's going to be a loss in productivity in switching over. And that's not really been the focus of where I have put my time and energy. So I will also say that the that ClickUp has my attention as well. I mean, they're all super cool. And I love to nerd out and to look at the stuff. But ClickUp is, I would say gaining popularity right now. And I hear more and more people, especially in the service space that are being attracted to ClickUp. looks like they're putting lots of money and attention into the experience there. So that will be interesting to see how that plays up over time. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but ClickUp seems to have the bridge or the oversight of all of the projects or all of the boards or all of the activities that you have going on in one central hub, which can be very helpful if you've got lots of people, lots of places, lots of projects going on. I can see that being a real win for you. So I know, Kadri, I know you and I have differing opinions and tell us about your tool of choice and kind of why you love it so much. So my tool of choice is Asana and why I chose Asana was because I am a to-do list type of person and Trello lacked that for me. And so 
I like how Asana, I can really decide if I want a to-do list or if I want a more visual view. So when I plan out my social media calendar, it's more of a visual view and I choose the board view. Um, I also like about Asana because it is a clean white interface and it really kind of makes things really easy to see as I'm working through my to-dos, as well as I'm able to actually break up pieces of my business, which makes me really happy as an organizational type of person. I can kind of break out my executive tasks, all of my client work is in one section, and then all of my social media and my content marketing is in another section. And I can kind of work my way down. And each of those little... um, It's hard to explain just talking it out you to be able to see it because you have little sections and each section has their own little projects under it. And I can actually view the calendar view of only those specific projects, which makes me really happy because otherwise it gets really messy when you have a lot of things going on. And to be able to only see just pieces of just my client work, this is what I have going on for my personal business and my client work only, and then move to the other section and be able to be like, okay, well, this is my content marketing and these are the to-do lists for my content marketing. So that's why I really like Asana. I also like being able to... I love subtasks. So I can when I do a to-do list, I can actually have subtasks for a to-do list in that part. And then I can... Um, the reoccurring tasks come up all the time. So that's... Oh man. I mean, we could nerd out on this for so long, but the task thing is one of those things that Trello does lack. It also, if you have a checklist in Trello, you can't give a specific due date for a task. And in Asana, you can. So it's not... Clearly, it's not apples to apples and you have to know what makes the most sense for you. Kadri, I like that you pointed out that you like kind of like... Oh, I kind of think of this... From an audio perspective, are you somebody who likes to work with noise around you or are you somebody who likes to work in in the quiet? So Asana having a cleaner interface, less visual, the analogy would be that person who likes to work with no noise around them. And I don't know, I mean, this may be going really far and maybe this is just in my head, but hopefully you can play along with me here. But Trello is for one of those people who could probably work with background music on, right? Maybe they have headphones on and are listening to a lot because it is visually stimulating. So it's so funny you say that because I do find myself accidentally work, working in silence <laughs> and I won't realize it for like four hours. And I'll be like, it's so silent in here. I should turn on some music and then I'll turn on music and I can work with it for a little bit. And then I'll need to think really hard and I'll immediately have to turn it off. So. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that does have like something to it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. We got something going now. Oh, yes. So as we're wrapping up today, I would love to go rapid fire style and ask you some pros and cons on, I just picked four tools. We could, like I said earlier, we could really go through 50, but these are the four that the two of us probably work in or see or hear about the most. And I just want to ask you a couple questions or not really questions, but pros and cons of some of these. So it doesn't have to be long drawn out. Just give me pros and cons of Trello. So Trello's good for if you don't have a lot of projects going on and you don't need a lot of, unless you want to spend the money on Butler or something like it's very much for somebody who doesn't have a lot going on and doesn't need a lot of one task in one project and another project. Yes. So I'm going to counter that by saying Trello Mm -hmm. is one of those that is visually stimulating 
and allows you to track workflows. That's really the pros. Those are the two biggest pros for me. I mentioned the automations earlier, and that's my that's my number one. That's my hang up. From a cons perspective, I will say that things can get lost in Trello. Sometimes you have to be really diligent about setting things up in Trello, or they could get lost. Another thing from a cons perspective on Trello is the the calendar piece. I mean, that's a big that's a big heartbreak for me. What do you think about Asana? I know how you feel about Asana, but what are, what are some of the pros and cons? I think Asana is great if you want the clean interface. Like I said, if you like a to-do list and a board view, if you're not really sure which way and you kind of want to test it out, the cons of it is you can only have a certain amount of people under your team before it actually starts to get really costly. And it's not just $5 a month. Like you're paying for 15 team members only if you have five right off to start. And you kind of lack those task dependencies. You can't click one thing off and assign something else to someone else right away, which I think Trello actually does that with Butler, I think you said. And so that's something that's really important if you need in Trello that Asana can't do. And you also can't see timelines as well in Asana. Awesome. I don't have anything to add there. I believe that it is a very streamlined tool and it can get costly. But I I do believe that the free version has the majority of what people need. So don't let cost pull you away. Yeah, absolutely. Because Asana is one of those things that if, until you get there, you really don't need the paid version. Right, right. I have actually, I've used Asana for several clients and have never had the paid version. I've I've run into it one time here recently where we wanted to give about 20 people access to a project and I was really stunned by the price. So we did not go that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. So teamwork is a tool that neither of us have worked in. I used to work in teamwork when I was in corporate, which has been about five years ago. So I have recently logged in to kind of get reacquainted with it because I have some director of operations, shout out to Teresa, who loves teamwork. And so I wanted to look into that and see what we found there. But Kadri, tell me your pros and cons. So pros is that you really can do the client and team communication. It really allows your clients to really see their to-do list, what's coming up, and be very easy within that. Cons are it can get really pricey. So if you're not ready for, you don't have a large team or you're not really ready to take that next step, teamwork's probably not, it's a little bit more pricey when you're first starting off. Yes. And the only other con I would add is that it doesn't have that functionality to automate, which I probably have said this too many times already, but that's something I really, really love because I am not at the place in my business where I'm going to have someone in my business every day, several times a day checking on tasks. So I want that to be automated because I like a lean team. So lastly, ClickUp, and this is the quote unquote popular rising in popularity tool that I'm seeing everybody kind of chat about and move over to. And I would caution you if that is you out there, I'm all for exploring, but I would be very, very careful before you put all your eggs in one basket because it is a new business. It's a new tool. And I just want to make sure that you truly test it before you move everything over because I have been contacted so many times in the last couple of weeks by people asking me, I don't even do this, but because I like systems and I'm known for systems and organization, people are coming to me saying, oh my gosh, I tried to move everything over and it's so complicated. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to my old system. So I'm not saying that specifically about ClickUp, but just know that for any of these tools, if you're going to make a switch, do a test run before you put all your eggs there. So anyway, pros and cons of ClickUp, Kadri. 
So pros are, it does have a lot of features for not as much, like it's very low cost for a lot more features that people I think are really enjoying. It integrates with a lot of things. Cons to me are when I got in there and other people have different opinions because it's such a new tool. It seemed very bulky to me. It was really hard to get that. And then that's just me having the clean interface is really important to me. I felt like there was just so many things that it almost had too many features that they wanted you to use that it almost became, it could get really confusing really fast if you're using every feature. And that sometimes stops people from wanting to actually use it because now it's complicated. Yes, I agree. The heavier the tool the harder it's going to be. So the majority of us are going to want these tools to adapt with us and we are going to want them on a mobile device. And almost every tool that we've talked about today, I'm confident has a really good mobile interface. I will say that ClickUp, they may have corrected this in the last couple of weeks because I know they just came out with a new version, but their mobile interface was lacking. But again, they're a brand new company. So that's probably not where they were putting their first efforts. So just know that again, that's one of those questions we didn't ask earlier. But if you're someone who's on the run, who's maybe living more of a digital nomadic life, or like me, who spends a lot of time, you know, traveling to and from sports with my children, I rely on my phone quite a bit. So I do want a project management tool. I'm not going to work in it, but I do want to be able to open it up. If someone asks me something or if my mind is triggered by something, I want to be able to look, be able to have this on my phone and to just get a spot check really quick. None of them are made to like work independent. I don't think I would use them as a project management tool solely on my telephone, but just wanted to point out the mobile interface piece here. So as we wrap up, I hear so many leaders say that they're going to start their processes or their to-do list or, you know, a list in a Google doc or a piece of paper and a whiteboard, Evernote, whatever it may be. I want to point out the difference between a note-taking tool and a project management tool. Earlier, I referenced using a notebook and again, shout out to Inkwell Press. I use their notebooks faithfully. I've probably got dozens lined up of used notebooks over here, but I use that notebook and it is not the same as a project management tool. It gives me the ability to dump my brain onto a piece of paper, but there is not track. My team can't see that piece of paper. So your productivity and the accountability will improve if you will incorporate a tool into your business that documents your task. It also allows you to outsource and to give tasks away to track tasks. I mean, the accountability is so big here. And that's obviously a big piece of what we do in people's businesses. And I want to say it again, the best tool, the best project management tool for you is the tool that you're going to use on a frequent basis. So the best tool is a tool that gets used. So that wraps up today. Kadri, I appreciate you sharing your insights on the Ops Authority podcast and your wisdom is going to help other business owners to know exactly which tool that they should be using to document all of their processes and tasks. So thank you so much. Before we go, will you share where these amazing Ops Insiders can find more information about you and your services? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again. I really enjoyed it. So I am always on Facebook. That's where I update my Facebook page all the time. You will normally find me in Facebook groups all the time. Um, it's facebook.com slash simplified ops collective, as well as my website is simplified ops collective.com. And I want to tell you guys, her website is gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> I went there and I wrote her a Voxer. I was like, oh my goodness, your website is gorgeous. So I definitely encourage you guys to go there and I will put that in the show notes so that you can quickly and easily go there because I would love for you to go see what she's about. And if you're looking for a director of operations, she may just be the perfect one for you. 
as with every episode, there's going to be an action step because I strive to be very intentional with my time and yours. And if you're going to spend time here, then I want to give you a gift and I want to make this purposeful. So the ops activity for this episode is to post the tool of your choice, the project management tool of your choice, and let us know if this conversation caused you to assess or reassess the tool that you have been using. So you can post that in our podcast group, which is located on Facebook, and you can join that by going over to theopsinsiders.com. And this is the place to be if you're enjoying the episodes because I provide exclusive trainings, tutorials, templates in that group and only in that group. So I hope that you join today. Thanks so much for being here, Kadri, to share your operations knowledge. I really appreciate it. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.